Rebootas Network! Hey everyone, this is Ian Clark from the Freebooters Network, and I just wanted to take a minute to intro this brand new podcast on the network, Hall of Giants. When I first did this interview with Ernie Gygax Jr., we didn't really know what we were going to do with it. Perhaps make it a special episode for one of the regular shows on the network, or something along those lines, but the more that Terrace Cassidy and I talked, Terrace of course being the head geek of Geek Nation Tours and the head honcho of the Freebooters Podcast Network, the more he and I talked, the more we realized that Terrace's contacts within the gaming industry through his work with the tour company, and especially on tours like the Lake Geneva Classic RPG Retreat, where we played D&D in Lake Geneva last year, it's given Terrace the opportunity to make contacts with people who've been in the gaming industry from the beginning, and those people have some great stories to tell. So what we've decided to do is make this a brand new podcast, hopefully monthly, and what better way to start than with Ernie Gygax Jr., Now, because we didn't know what we were going to do with the interview, I didn't really get into a ton of Ernie's history with the very first days of Dungeons & Dragons, so I'll give you that rundown real quick right now. Ernie is, of course, the son of the late Gary Gygax, one of the co-creators of Dungeons & Dragons, and Ernie has the distinction of being one of the very first humans on this planet to play D&D as he was playtesting with his dad. He went on to do some other really cool things with TSR and D&D, and of course still has a great love for the game today. So I think you're really going to enjoy this interview, and this is just the first step on what we think is going to be a really fun adventure, looking back through the history of gaming as a hobby. Enjoy. special interview on the Freebooters Network. My name is Ian Clark, host of several shows on the network, and today I am joined by just a, a legend in the gaming industry and uh, a man I've had the pleasure of spending time with to play some Dungeons & Dragons, Mr. Ernie Gygax. Ernie, how are you today? I'm doing well. I've, I've rolled a decent number on initiative, and I'm <laughs> ready to have some fun. Awesome. Well, it's good to talk to you. And uh, this is an audio podcast, but I can see Ernie now, and I can tell you guys he's looking great. Your health-wise, things are going well for you now. Yes, everything above the knees is fantastic. My knees are still the same messed-up knees for the last ten years, and my toes are going through a series of yuck with everything from neuropathy and and good old fungus and whatever. I'm losing <laughs> nails, but but you know what? I'm around. I've beaten cancer. I've April 26th will be four years of sobriety with no alcohol and and um, life is looking good, you know. So yes, I, I've got plenty of hope. I've got a good woman, and she's now going to ride me about getting everything else repaired. And by the time <laughs> this is through, I'll be the sixty million dollar man or something. <laughs> well, yeah, you look great, and uh, you know, wise, I, remember... but I forgot to tell you, you know, I got yeah, the eye, I know both of them, so <laughs> I can see. <laughs> Yeah, when uh, when we were together for the uh, Geek Nation Tours D and D tour in um, back in November, you were kind of in the process. I think maybe at that point you had had one eye taken care of, and we're we're waiting yeah. on the other one. But yeah, things are good. You like I said, you look great, so it's good to see. And uh, congratulations on the sobriety and and all of that. And look, you, you just you look great. And like you said, hope you can get the uh, the the knees and everything below taken care of next on the checklist. <laughs> that would that would be nice, but. My dog would like that, and my woman too. Since there's no, he's a great. I finally found the woman that loves to hike that I've done all my life, and now all of a sudden I'm impaired. It's not that first choice. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can still roll dice, though. That's for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I saw KC, the Wonder Dog, in the back there. I, uh, uh, Miss KC enjoyed having her around on, uh, on the tour. And you, uh, it was nice. You trusted me to take her for a walk. You were running a game. And I was like, I was like, I'll take KC around the neighborhood. And you, you were nice enough to trust me with her. So I know how important she is to you. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, the impairment is what, is what has sometimes you have to reach out. <laughs> you, can't, <laughs> you can't be selfish when you, you don't have the tools. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, uh, one of the things we wanted to talk about was obviously Gary Khan, the big uh, convention that honors your your dad and his legacy uh, every year in Lake Geneva was due to the COVID-19 situation was canceled this year. And uh, I know there are a lot of virtual games and things like that that happened. So um, if you would just just talk about I mean that must have been that must have been hard for you to uh, to have that not go on. I know it's a very important convention for you and means a lot to you. So I mean, how disappointing was that? Well, I normally it's normally a two week party for me rather than just four days, because I I normally well I was going to have a good friend come in from Carolina, and he was going to park his forty foot uh, mobile home in back of my place for several weeks, and that would be one guaranteed gamer. Then we'd have somebody else flying from Texas, uh, potentially though, you know, Italy and other places. So I generally end up having a dozen people to play games with before the con even starts. And then at least that many for a day after. So we have a lot of fun. So that was tough. Now everybody had to suffer because we did not have this opportunity to get together because it would have been deadly for so many of us. Because not my health issues are have been bad, but nothing compared to some others. Uh, I've beaten cancer. I mean, but there's people that are going out there, and a lot of the gentlemen from TSR. I was a teenager when I started working. They, you know, they were already you know full adults in their twenties and thirties, and so they're starting <laughs> kind of creak a little bit when they walk. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. it would it could have been very deadly throughout the whole. So, but I think that the. Uh, the uh, counterattack that my brother organized with other peoples that already had live action things going on, not during that, but in other time periods. And he was able to talk to them and say, hey, uh, we need something to do and a way to entertain all these people that have such high expectations. And, and let's let's, uh, uh, you know, I guess if you got a bunch of lemons, you make lemonade or whatever. I I'd rather have lemon pie, but let's just say that. <laughs> <laughs> So he yeah. did the best that was possible. And I think um, up to upwards of 3,000 people actually got to play in several different games, listen to seminars, and there was multiple choices. So it was like a being at a convention. We'd have three different choices going on at a time. What do you want to watch? What do you want to be a part of? You had to sign up for tickets, but you just wanted to look in and see what other people were doing and not be involved with, you know, chatting and typing in. You could do that. And that was what was fantastic. So it was open to all, but it was exclusive to those who just spent the work. And the people that had tickets for Gary Khan were first in for sure. You know, and and with Gary Khan, my brother's hopefully going to be able to give like half value of whatever they paid in towards next year as well as they got these things. Because there was a lot of expenses involved in just setting up and running the con. and But all things being good, we, we really turned this around into a positive rather than a negative, like so many other things. And I want to encourage other peoples 
to uh, go online. Now, sadly, I don't like online gaming that much myself. I'm someone who believes in like an interpersonal. I don't even like to use uh, uh, dice towers. I want to have the dice in my hand and, and roll and see someone else's roll. So I ended up having my own little mini con, but it was only on Thursday. And then it just, everybody got too frightened. And then I was trying to have the 10 people, which was the limit you could have. Don and I would be, and then eight others. But when it came down to it, only four people were able to show up. But I was able to honor Tom Wom with the E. Gary Gygax Award. I and saw that. that. That's fantastic. Yeah, achievement. And it is. And it's, it's well-deserved. And I think he should have been up there maybe a year or two earlier. But anyway, that's, that's just like with, when you say the NFL, who's the best player at this position and whatever. Again, it's all subjective, but I've known Tom since I've been 13 years old. I'm 60 now, and he's a hell of a guy with a great mind, and it's been fun to play games with him, and even better to beat him at some games often. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tom was a, a special guest at our uh, Lake Geneva retreat um, in November, and we had a day where we got to play some board games with him, and that was a real treat. It was uh, it, it was great to to meet him and to to play with him and and we played uh, one of his games as well so that was that was a ton of fun so that was great and yeah congratulations to him for that well uh, deserved honor as you said you know long long time coming well he was he was role playing with uh, Tim Cask before either of them came to Lake Geneva because my dad had answered a phone call from Tim Cask with some questions at some time and then he can't maintained a uh, regular conversation with him and then said hey do you want to uh, get involved in this game I'm I'm creating. You want to play test. So Tim got to go in early. And he still talks about that to this day. <laughs> over and over again. But anyway, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. And well, he Tom has been around forever. And he's he was part of um, Guide on Games. He was working for Guide on Games with Don Lowry. And that's who my dad first published material with. Alexander the Great, the game Dunkirk, uh, Don't Give Up the Ship, which also had Mike Carr and Dave Arneson. Uh, Tom Wom had a game, Ironclad himself, rules for uh, Civil War naval miniatures. <laughs> so, yes. um, yeah, so everything's... Much. Sorry, yeah, go ahead. I, we made, no, I'm just saying that we, we really made the best out of a, out of a bad situation. And by, by just going through and um, trying to minimize contact as much as possible, hopefully we'll save people even older than I am. And otherwise, um, I'm sure it'll sweep through most everyone else at some point. But let's allow the, the hospital systems, whatever, to do their jobs piecemeal yeah. rather than swamping them and having a lot of us die unnecessarily. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I, I think you're right about for obviously a tough decision for Gary Kahn with, you know, for your brother Luke to, to make and, and had to make it quickly because things were happening quickly and, and Gary Kahn was coming up quickly. So I think it was the right decision. And, and it sounds like the way that it ended up happening with people being able to, to join one another online and virtually really did make the best of a tough situation. So, well, um, yeah, that was, that was a save. That was, you know, the party was in trouble. He still, <laughs> he still, he still got some of the treasure and retreated. And we'll be back again after another level. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Back to the end to regroup. Yes, uh, and start again. Get yeah. Gather a few extra proper spells for that right situation. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and the, and the Gary Khan swag is, oh, the, the, uh, the, the new uh, coin is instead, <laughs> it's like a medallion. You can set your drinks on it. It's so big. <laughs> 
So there's Gary Khan swag available, of course. You go to the Gary Khan site, and it's in the bazaar. And it's there, there's neat things. That's somehow how we'll help recoup some of the losses so that we continue. Right now, though, one wonderful thing that's happened is, is that I had, Donna and I had uh, 85 packages of beef sausage, 85 pounds of cheese, 85 containers of this and that kind of snack, chocolate bars, this, all these things would be, would have been going to special guests. And instead, uh, besides keeping a little bit for ourselves, we've been able to go and deliver to Tom Wam, Jim Ward, others that we know, and people that aren't doing so well and don't get around so much, I've been able to go out with little care packages. <laughs> well, that's great. Yeah, you know, and that's, that was, that was, a, that's another way of turning something a negative to it at least uh decent and possibly even a good positive yeah for sure good for you guys for doing that that's great yeah and you mentioned um people checking out the, the gary con website and facebook page and everything please do go check those out and uh there's a list of the vendors there obviously they uh they took a hit by not being able to participate so check those uh vendors out oh. and see if there's some things that you can that, that you might want to pick up from them and uh and yeah definitely do that yeah, oh, the, the, the incredibly uh, hand-done pens that are done with foreign woods and things by Mr. Savage, Savage Creations, and the dragon. I Now I'm getting, I just guess on loan, I was, it was supposed to be auctioned off, but I just got this incredible, I guess it's a cloud dragon. It's a combination when a blue and a white dragon meet when they're in heat. <laughs> <laughs> Did you post a picture? I think I saw that. Did oh, you? yes, yes, I've got the pictures of that up. And thank goodness I've got another one coming in from another... John Popson, who makes these, and his company is Effin' Cool Miniatures. Yes, yeah, they're great. Cool Miniatures. And um, if you want to see something really great, get one of those Get one of those dragons. And soon I'll have one to replace this one so that I'll be going off to the next year's auction to, to help out Wounded Warriors and, and I believe some sort of a gaming camp is the other option, like 50-50 or something like that from what, where their donations are going these days. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, I saw the, I saw the picture that you posted. It yeah, it looked amazing. So, uh, what um, what are you working on right now? What what projects do you have going on? Right now, my projects are trying to deal with an old dying cat, slowly and through the months, uh, playing with my dog. Um, otherwise, just coming up with ideas. And most of the things that I've done though have been, I do a lot of the groundwork, and. And then it's polishing later. So uh, that was an issue with um, my my partner, Benoit Pouar, and uh, with the Memorial Tomb Kickstarter. And now, thanks to the assistance of someone who's ably done maybe 100 Kickstarters, uh, the Troll Lords, Stephen Chenault and his, his crew are, are getting this where it's going to go out. And what's even better in some ways is that we might have bought Chinese goods before. Now, everything here with Troll Lords is made in America, if at all possible. Well, there's a little bit of Canadian paper that sneaks in, but otherwise... <laughs> That's all right. You, you can trust those Canadians. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. They're right. They talk a little funny. <laughs> boot to boot, yo. Hey? Ben's a Frenchman hiding in Canada. <laughs> okay. He's not he's not French Canadian. He's a Frenchman hiding in Canada. And he's not even around Montreal. He's out in BC. <laughs> well Terrace is of course Canadian. Oh yes, yep. And uh, and of course one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. 
so and very tall. <laughs> he is, yes. Medium for the first time, you have to look up. Hey, there's Terrace. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where can people find some of the projects there that uh, if they want to support you and where where can people buy some things that that you've been working on? Well, well now both things actually are are through the Troll Lords. Okay. Uh, out of Little Rock, Arkansas, because of course the Lost City of Gaxmore, which is about to fulfill, and then once it's gone out to the backers, they'll have a, a backer fit, or when it's when it's all ready, then other peoples can join on in the wagon. But both those projects are are successful. This is the third incarnation of Gaxmore. This is the fifth edition of Gaxmore. Um, and it was really well received. It went over a little over a hundred thousand dollars on the Kickstarter. And That's great. yeah, and the map. See, I really love hand drawn stuff. But Alisa uh, uh, Farnden, uh, she is able to do with computers and, and drawing programs. And what's what's what I found amazing is that she went in and repaired some of the earlier issues where the the map makers had not done what was in the rule books when it came to description, the room descriptions and whatever. Sometimes things were wrong shaped, wrong sizes, not or forgotten or whatever. And she actually read the damn thing as she was going through step by step and added things and, and did the way it should be. And then she loves Rome. So it was, it was a Roman esque thing. In fact, I created that whole Gaxmore idea from a prisoner that was in the Florida State prison system, and he was trying to get me to do solo D and D with him. Oh, and I really? Did I did it for about a month, you know, back and forth with letters. And I said, "This is just too tedious and silly." And I, I run games for lots of other people. You know, we can't continue. I know that this guy was in twenty-three hour lockup, one oh, hour wow. out. Yeah. Wow. Well, was, was, was he trying to? Was he trying to get you to run a? Uh... Yeah. Sorry, was was he trying to get you to run a module about a prison escape? Was he looking for ideas? Or <laughs> no, no, no. He was uh, just he was looking for ideas. He was supposedly an intelligent fellow, but he uh, the only reason he was in for all these he had a twenty year stint going um, because he kept on trying to escape, and oh. <laughs> he he would get out, and he ended up hurting a guard the second time too. So he did two escapes. And they actually got out of the prison once, or at least you know outside the boundaries and all this. So, I, but I, there was a lot of good play back and forth, and and then at some point I, I started running it with the kids. The kids now they're <laughs> maybe forty years old or whatever. <laughs> all the youngsters, because I was working uh, for Margaret Weiss and Don Perrin at the uh, Game Guild hobby shop. Then. So anyway, this this creation of nineteen ninety nine up to two thousand. Um, and I think it, we published it in 2001. Okay, and, that's, uh, that's great. Yeah, it's, 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 but I mean, such a problem. Something I, I haven't touched in 20 years suddenly came in. And they said, well, here, here's a little chunk of change. And what's even better is that people are playing and, and enjoying this stuff because I, I came up with a lot of good ideas. And um, when I passed, my dad was still involved with that, too. So he read the whole thing, and he said, oh, this is wonderful, blah, blah, blah. But he said, you've got all these Roman-type statues everywhere. The gladiators here, this and that. Boring. They're just <laughs> describing stuff. He said, you need some action with these. There's got to be things. These gotta be, there has to be traps. There has to be different magic. So he said, okay, Mordenkainen comes into the world. And it's his neutral, fun way, whatever else. He starts enchanting and changing all these things. And suddenly, 
like half the statues of Gaxmore have different kinds of powers and things that happen. And it's, it's, it's now he didn't do all those. He gave me 10 ideas, wrote one up fully, gave me three partials, which are several paragraphs, then just titles and said, go now make all these work. And then I had to go and do that. And my brother did the graveyard. So pretty much the rest is mine. The graveyard is Luke's. And then Luke did a little extra module after that, which is the under uh, caverns of Gaxmore, and that was that was a Luke project after the uh, after the fact. So it was a it was a lot of fun. It it all got turned around, and even the prisoner got a, I don't know, five hundred thousand dollars or something over time. I paid him while I still had contact, so that he had commissary. <laughs> so and he had things to entertain him. Just I mean. Just imagine me in a, in a, I think it was a six by eight cell or something. I mean, he really was in, but he did stupid things. So you don't yeah. get rewarded for doing dumb shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that is true. That is true. Wow. That's, well, that's cool that it was sort of a, a kind of a family project a little bit with, with some input from your dad and Luke and everything. That's yeah. kind of cool too. Well, that's great. Uh, so Ernie said he would indulge me for something that I forgot to talk to him about on the on the tour. So um, uh, I, I just wanted to ask. I'm a I'm a big fan even still. I was a huge fan as a kid of the D and D cartoon, and uh, I still I own the DVDs and I've I've watched them again. And so I know that you worked on them. What in what capacity? What um, how were you involved with the cartoon? Well, I was brought in, and we were. My dad had been working on it before. He and Dennis Marks had created it. And then they'd worked very hard to find some sort of director that could actually make it happen. And they were they were pitching this to several different studios. It, did, it didn't just instantly find a home. So by the time he got this already working, he was trying to work on other things. And he brought me in to be the, the vice president in charge of creative for Dungeons & Dragons Entertainment Corporation. And the very first major thing I had to do was go to the initial meetings to set up each individual episode before a, a writer would get it. And they'd get basically an outline. And they also, there's something called a Bible with every cartoon. And the Bible says, these are the basic facts of this world and of these characters. And, you know, you don't kill these people. You know, Well, you don't kill anybody in, in that era with the cartoons and such. But And we also had to try to imply the concept of violence without showing any violence. Um, you had to deal with a cartoon code. And that was very hard. We were we sold it to CBS. So I was brought in on number four. And I don't remember if that was um, the Hall of Bones or it might have been a Paul Dini episode. I think um, you're right. I think it is. Um, but again, that was really pretty much in the can. I just got to read it. I also got to read the Terminator script before that movie came out with Arnold. Oh, that was, wow. Okay, and originally it was um, when they were coming in. I know it's off, but just a quick thing is that in the opening scene, when they when he comes in from the future to meet the Terminator and he's naked, it was supposed to be three dudes coming in. He had a, he had a couple combat soldiers, but they ended up being like security in Star Trek, where as they <laughs> came in, they both popped inside a, um, a fire escape. Oh, okay, they did, the, the yeah. placement was wrong. So there they're screaming, ah, the bars are through them. And that was going to oh, be wow. the thing. Suddenly he thought he's got a, a killer team to go beat this one robot. And then suddenly it's him naked there by himself. And that was, that was, that was just part of the fun of being in a 10-acre estate with a pool and a hot tub. 
<laughs> and peaches and i'm 24 25 years old single that was that was oh beverly hills 1636 summit ridge drive beverly hills california <laughs> 90210 that was good fenced in razor wire on the top of the fence you know it was it was cats me out yeah living the uh, life but, huh? yeah oh uh, and i did i did a placement for orange julius that was oh, going to be really? a game yeah, games a game like maze kind of thing but that got canceled at the last minute after it was already all done because the CEO of Orange Julius or president had somehow had some Bible thumpers. Oh, um, yes. The, the satanic panic. Yes, yes. And he says, oh, we don't want to be associated with anything like this. We're, we're a good, clean Christian corporation. <laughs> we only use so much percentage of less than savory material I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, well backtracking a little bit I wanted to, I'll ask you one more thing okay. about the the D&D cartoon but um uh, yeah in rewatching it as an adult and you know with so much D&D under my belt it's it is interesting to see and I knew there had to be whether it was yourself or somebody somebody who knew D&D because so many of the um the creatures and and enemies and things in the cartoon are straight from the monster manual and even some interesting choices like like uh, like there's flail snails in in one episode and just some really so I, I knew there had to be someone in there who was who was throwing all these cool creatures in there. Well, really, a lot of that I was there to make sure it was that. Uh, but the only one that I really made a big change to is I added hook horrors in the episode with the um, with the guy that's kind of like Sean Connery who rides the big woolly mammoth. Uh, oh yes, yes, I remember that one. Patrash with <laughs> And his daughter, Aisha, has been stolen by the um, um, city at the edge of midnight. And I yes. even have that. I even have a copy of that script now, though I don't have the original. All the original stuff I've got lost or sold and other foolishness but, and, and harder times. But that was a great and I'm very proud of that with the with the Oasis. And if they would have been drinking from the water there, they would then be turned into hook horrors and be trapped there. So. That was a lot of fun, though. I, yeah, there's just so many fine episodes, and I, I really didn't care too much for the clown bears or the clown bears or whatever yeah, we had. Yeah, you know. But that was at that point they were saying, "Hey, are, we're still not beating the Smurfs. We were competing <laughs> against the Smurfs head to head. Yeah. Okay, yeah. we were always a solid second, and they were just fighting to try to figure out. So they thought maybe we can play off the Star Wars." Yeah, they're very Ewok-esque, that's for sure. Yes, we could, you know, so, and, okay, that's that's what the, the dude wanted to do, and, and those Marvel productions, and we were, it's, it really was a nice little bonding, we all worked together, and I could, I could kibosh stuff, or add in new ideas, but I had nothing to do with the actual writing, and each, each script was basically one page equals one minute, so... You know, you'd have 24 pages of script or whatever else for each show. Um, it was it was it was educational, and I and there was all kinds of other meetings for other products. And my dad was talking with Orson Welles to try to do an, a D and D movie as the Wizard. Uh, yes, yes, I've I've seen that rumor before. I didn't know if that yeah, was that was true. accurate. That's true. Yeah, my dad got to go sit and drink and smoke cigars with Orson <laughs> and, and and cut the fat, chew the fat, whatever you know. Uh and there was just fantastic parties that we'd have up there with, with you know, Miss Hollywoods. <laughs> it, was, it was great. 
And then we even got to meet Don Cornelius. Remember oh, him? yeah, from Soul, Soul Train. Soul Train, sure. working <laughs> on trying to get uh, a cartoon with worked out with him. Really? A, a Soul Train cartoon. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. we were talking. But he didn't take it too seriously because he was at the um, Beverly Hills Hotel with my dad and John Beebe. And the check-in girl, she was, of course, the check-in girl for the, you know, the, the coat and hats and all this sort of thing. And he said, darling, you have the wrong job. He ended up setting up and talking to her about hiring her. And he left the <laughs> <laughs> To dance on the show? Was she going to be a dancer? Job. You know, I think I can use you on the executive staff. So I know that <laughs> probably isn't well received with modern audiences, but that was really a, a real thing. And I have no idea if she got a real job or... <laughs> Just no job, but, uh, <laughs> but but his voice was incredible. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, like a very white kind of quality, you yeah. know that rumbling that bass. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there's a ton of stories from that. <laughs> but uh, uh, I did want to mention. I'll let you go here in a, in a minute. But um, just did want to mention. You know, we do have the uh, the Lake Geneva Classic RPG Retreat at Geek Nation Tours will be happening for 2020, and that'll be in November. And there are spots available right now. So if you want to come play D and D with Ernie, and we've got Jim Ward coming back, and and Jeff Duck Leeson, and we even had, we had some special guests show up last year that we weren't even expecting. My car came down, so it was just we just had an amazing. Yeah, Harold Johnson was there. Sure, we we just we had an amazing time uh, on the tour, and we're so looking forward to doing the uh, the 2020 tour. And one thing that I really noticed, Ernie, that I wanted to mention is that um, in in I was fortunate enough to play in a couple of your sessions on the tour, and uh, obviously be around you. And and I I just am really impressed that your love for the game of D and D is so pure there's no you're not doing this because you feel like you have to and it's your your you know your family namesake legacy or any of that you you genuinely still love this game very much and that was great for me to see and uh, i just wondered you know what what is it that how, how do you keep going with this and and keep that love because it, it still seems so fresh and, and genuine from you well it is fresh because it's not every day it's 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 a gathering when we just organize and I, I i do some special games where we or we get together with people i have a little mini con called uh, robert donald pager con where there's a gentleman in a, in a wheelchair that could only move his head a little bit and whatever and we just spend three days gaming with him so with the idea and just other pickup games just here and there a lot of board games it's always fun because everybody is there because they want to be there Everybody could leave anytime they want. We throw we throw spreads of food and whatever. Oh, just as terrorists did at Geek Nation tours, it was just like family. When we would sit around that table at night and discuss all the different adventures and things that happened over things like steak or whatever, it was it was just like a big giant family. Or maybe like we worked in, as cowboys or something in the old <laughs> west, and everybody got together in the check the check house or whatever. Um, such such camaraderie i came away with a group of new friends you included ian that i had never met before and yet now i welcome you into my home you know <laughs> if you could find floor space in this little cottage but, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> and it certainly feeds you in a, a drop of a hat <laughs> well, i'm always good for that better. <laughs> <laughs> or both feed you and play a game 
yeah. Well, that's so, perfect. Oh, I love the Geek Nation tour, and it was it was fantastic. Um, and I can't see how this shouldn't be something that we do once or twice every year. And this year, of course, there's there's still some fear. And this is very similar to the uh, Spanish influenza of 1918, where 600,000 people died in America alone. And But we didn't know what to do. So even though I sound a little bit like a recording here, it's hard for me. I'm, I'm trying to push myself into not going out doing the things because I like to shake hands and, yeah. and, and never. I just love to talk to people and things of this. And it just drives me crazy to somehow like, it's <laughs> like we're magnets with the reverse polarities or whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's non, it's unnatural. It's unnatural. It is. It's a, it's a, it is a strange feeling and a little bit surreal too. And, but uh, yeah, hopefully. Let's hope it's all put well to bed by then and that, so, and that we're all ready to finally come out of our homes and get together and shake some dice, exchange some stories, make new friends. Hopefully a few of the old friends show up Maybe a couple of the gentlemen, two different groups from Australia from last year. Either, uh, you know, uh, uh, Ron from uh, New Jersey. Any of those guys would be fun. And But there's always good. What the, Some of the first games I ran, um, when I started doing, as I ran 22 people for my very first game with the Hobby Shop Dungeon at the uh, Dungeon Hobby Shop back in 1978. Yeah. 20, 22 sailors through a single <laughs> We ran That's through crazy. and we did a 12-hour adventure, and three of them made it out alive. All second <laughs> level, a point away from third by the time we were through with experience points. And they all at least had one halfway decent, look, you know, plus one type weapon or something and scroll or a potion. But there was a trail of dead throughout the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> As it often of was in 1E, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Ernie, it was so good to talk to you, and um, you know, I'm, I'm again glad to see that you're you're doing well and and looking looking good. And you know, I I hopeful that we're past this, and and people can be patient and and do what we need to do so that this um you know that this can pass, and our our hospitals and our you know our medical staffs aren't overwhelmed, and and we can all get back to doing things we love. And uh, and so I, I look very much forward to seeing you in November. And and uh, just thank you so much for your time, and it was great to talk to you again. It was nice to see you, and I hope to see you in the flesh in um, several months. November. I hope so. I hope so. Okay. I, I, I feel like that'll be. I, I feel like we can make that happen. So let's uh, right. let's just hope for a good initiative roll. And and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, thank you again for your time, Ernie. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, sir. It's my pleasure.